listen up, listen up, listen up. Into your mental and spiritual. Take all this word, it's medicinal. Take all this word, it's medicinal. Listen up, listen up, listen. Listen up, listen up, listen. Listen up, listen up, listen. Listen up. It's the evil that men do. Don't matter if you're Hindu. Don't matter if you're Christian, Islam, Catholic. Don't matter who you can to. Give it to you straight shot, no chaser, no line, straight laser. You're running out of time. Shot. Hey, this is Brother John on Christ Masters Unchained. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Share it with your friends. If you are live and on top of the will of God and his good work. Hey, check this out. We all know that the problem is really corruption, right? So I want to talk to you about it. I mean, ultimately, Jesus Christ is the rock. I-R-O-C-K. The root of corruption killer. That's what we want to focus on today. But in order to really understand why he is the root of corruption killer, the rock, we have to understand that corruption is the main problem. I've been listening to a lot of voices these days, a lot of good good, good voices, bad voices, a lot of voices out here claiming to preach the gospel. And today, I really want to hit hard on these people who are corrupt, just corrupting in pulpits and misleading the flock, right? Now, this is not to say that any of these people are uh, being excluded from the gospel of Christ, his grace, his repentance. No, just to our brothers. We still need to walk in love with them. But it is to say that in the end, the wicked will have their judgment. Christ will separate the sheep from the goats. He will put the wicked on his left hand and the righteous on his right hand. And we will watch them get cast into an eternal flame. Matthew chapter 25. That absolutely will happen. So for you as a listener of this podcast right here. Please understand that without faith in Jesus Christ alone, without faith in Jesus Christ to participate in helping God bring the kingdom together by the preaching of the gospel, by walking in love with your brother and your sister, and defending the faith, which is what we do here on Christ Masters Unchained. Without helping people become true disciples to hear the truth in the voice of God, you might not qualify for that, you know, righteous consolation in the end of reward. You may actually qualify for something a little differently and a little bit more eternal in judgment. So with that said, let's talk about it. Why corruption? See, this is the main problem. And I'm coming out directly and I'm saying it raw and uncut, straight up, straight down, straightforward unchained because most people think that the problem is sin going way back to the beginning genesis right and god created man in his likeness and in his image right let us make man in his likeness in his image genesis 126 he says let us he made them both male and female right so let's clear the first thing up man is the spirit in us You being male is just your box. You being female is just your box. So you have a man in a female box and a man in a mailbox. No offense to the postal workers out there, but you're a man in a mailbox. Now, Adam was a man, a spirit man in a mailbox. Eve is a a spirit man in a female box. Follow me on this. 
So that clears up the whole gender thing. Now, let's take it further. Satan, on the other hand, was his objective, like most people believe, to trick Eve to get her to sin, to cause sin. Most people believe sin is the problem, is where I'm getting at. They say, oh, these preachers out here preaching the wrong way. It's sin. It's sin. It's sin. Uh, living unholy and unjustly and in the flesh. It's sin. It's sin. It's sin. And the Bible does, in the book of Proverbs, define sin as pride and arrogancy, right? High-mindedness, right? It does define it as the... Uh, the results of the flesh, right? Poor decisions that are unholy and unrighteous. Don't, don't get me wrong. That, that's what it is. Now, a transgression of the law is sin, right? Romans 3. But was sin causing sin in the heart of man? The devil, Satan's pure objective in getting Eve to disobey God. Was it? I don't think that it was. Now, he's like, oh, hold on now. You done went down another trail here, brother. I was on your boat until that point. But let's consult the scriptures, okay? Let's consult the scriptures. Let me show you a scripture here. If your Bible's close, great. But if it's not, it's all right. I'm going to read it word for word, right? So you can go tell them what you heard word for word. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. If you park around verse 3, I'll give you some context though. See, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, chapter 12, and chapter 13 are very interesting in that the Corinthians at this point had ticked Paul off to the point to where he had to just kind of take his apostle hat off and just speak as a man for about two chapters from chapter 11 all the way down through basically chapter 13. And what ticked him off was, is they kept saying, well, how can you preach this gospel? And how can you say that we have to live in love and we have to uh, be believers in Jesus Christ when you kept killing the Christians because of Christ, you were against Christ. They kept bringing this up to this man, his past. And that's where you get, you know, you get down into verse 13, five, you know, I am what I am by the grace of God, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. You get into verse uh, chapter 12, verse nine, the grace of God is sufficient for me. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. This is Paul's defense of himself, of himself being saved by Christ, of himself being shown the mercy from Jesus Christ and of his divine right because of Christ's salvation being so thorough that he has the right now to preach for Christ because Christ saved him and gave him that charge. So understand what Paul is saying here. Paul takes the gloves off at the beginning of chapter 11. And he goes on to say, let's start out, start at verse 1 and we'll go down to verse 3. He goes on to say, would to God, would to God, King James, you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me so what he's really saying in that language is look bear with me a little bit 
Y'all done got me to the point now to where the only way I can really address this is I have to kind of tell you what I think. I got to tell you where I'm at. I got to go unchained. I, I, I mean, I always speak to you according to the principles of God. I always do my best to tell you what the Holy Spirit is telling me. But right now, y'all keep bringing up my past and I keep telling you Jesus forgave all of us of our past, but you keep trying to condemn me. And so now I got to go unchained. I got to go unchained. And I got to tell you some things revealed to me by Christ that you may not understand, but I got to say it. And he goes on to say, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. He's saying here, right here in this verse 2, Look, I got feelings for you like that are beyond, that you wouldn't even be able to understand why I labor with you so much over this faith in Jesus Christ, developing this faith in you in Jesus Christ to get the full assurance in you by Jesus Christ. Look, I've handed you over to God, but I'm still here with you. I'm still present with you because I want to make sure that you come to the full assurance of the faith. Oh, let's plain, plain speech. Matthew 25 again. I want to make sure you end up on that right side with the righteous, not on the left side. I want to make sure you end up where the sheep go, not where the goats are going to burn. I, I want to make sure of that. So I'm present here with you. Now, Paul's saying the same thing in Philippians when he's saying, look, I pray for you and I'll always include you in my prayers. But, you know, I want to be sometimes I want to be with you, but other times I don't want to be. He's saying the same thing in Philippians. He's saying, you know, to live as Christ is and to die is gain, right? Because I, I, I'm kind of frustrated because I'm here with you, but I want to labor with you because it's, it's bringing me joy. But at the same time, I know that the greater joy is with Christ. But look at verse 3. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. Wow. But I fear, lest by any means you should be tricked in the same way that the devil tricked Eve. And what was his reason for tricking Eve? Why would he trick Eve with his subtlety? So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So your minds could be corrupted. Corrupted so much that you cannot understand or see or hear how easy, how simple it is Woo. to live Christ, to be Christian. How easy this is. I mean, wouldn't you say it's easy when someone pays the whole price for you and gives it to you for free? Isn't that easy? All you got to do is accept it. But corruption in the mind is the original motive of Satan. So much so that it's that corruption. The Romans 8, 7 enmity against God, the carnal mind, the corrupted mind. That causes us to misperceive what is that good and perfect will of God. So we have to solidly see this, that the motive of the devil wasn't to create sin. For sin comes from corruption. The work of the devil, the original work of the devil was corruption. To corrupt what God created as perfect, as holy, as just, as true, as honest, as lovely, in good report that we could see and learn and hear and do and receive from him. Because there was virtue. Because he's worthy of praise. So we could think on those things. But he corrupts our mind 
through disobedience. He corrupts our minds to think that it's hard to live Christian. It is so hard. It's so hard to live righteously and to be in obedience to the faith unto Christ our Savior and God our Father. It's so hard to be Christian. It's a struggle. Is it really? But if you begin to understand that to corrupt was the motive of the devil, just like to establish is the motive of the Father, to perfect, to settle, to strengthen is the motive of the Father, according to 1 Peter chapter 5, 10, and you put that with Romans 16, 25 through 27. Okay, to establish, and we'll be walking down these scriptures in this series about the root of corruption. But Jesus Christ is the rock, the R, the root, the O, the of, the C, corruption, the K, the killer. He's the killer of corruption. 3 9, 1 John says that he came to destroy the works of the devil. So let's be clear. Corruption comes. Corruption is the enmity that blinds. Corruption is the thing that causes confusion and sin. Corruption is the thing, is the motive and intention of the devil was to corrupt every good thing. Now, you know, a lot of you may have not never heard that before, but it's there in the scripture word for word, and I'm just giving it to you bits and pieces. But if you stick with me on this broadcast, this podcast, Stick with Christmasters everywhere. You'll you'll begin to see the big picture. Christmasters TV on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Christmasters Media. At Christmasters TV, you can find us. Like the page. We got a lot more things coming down the pipe to bring clear the gospel of Christ, to make true disciples, to bring the body of Christ one in Jesus unto the full measure of Christ until the unity of the faith. That's the mission. Now, you must clearly think now it's not about sin sin comes from corruption it's not about the lust of the flesh lust of the flesh comes from corruption it's not about confusion confusion comes from corruption it's not about deception it that comes from corruption it's not about division that comes from corruption it's not about bad preaching and condemnation both of those things come from corruption misleading and lies that comes from corruption using the word of god deceitfully comes from corruption, visions of grandeur instead of righteousness to achieve faith and in, in, in pleasing God, to have a life pleasing with God, is viewed now as prosperity instead of true righteousness and holiness. That's corruption. To just, God is everything and anything, that's corruption. There's more than one way to heaven, that's corruption. Confusion in your mind where you don't understand how simple Christ is and how true Jesus is, is corruption. The devil's motive is corruption. Last thought. I know some of you are listening to this right now and you're like, man, you talked a whole lot about the devil. You went on 15 minutes about the devil and not about God. I'm going to be straight up with you. This is the only thing you'll ever hear me really say about the devil, is that his motive is corruption. Know your enemy. Know your enemy. Because if you know the motive of your enemy, then you don't have to wonder about what they're going to do next or try to analyze every single possible thing about 
their actions. Like, I don't have to talk about, oh, the devil's plan for this and the devil's plan for that. Like all of these wicked preachers out here who talk more about the devil than God. You know, oh, the devil's going to get you if you don't pray and the devil's going to do this and the devil got you. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, no, we're not. We don't, have, we don't waste time on that. But one thing I will do is I will tell you what the Bible says his original plan is. And his original plan is corruption. His original motive was to corrupt. That's all you need to know about the devil. Other than he's cast into the lake of fire too. He's going to burn in an eternal flame too. He's locked up in chains right now waiting for that time to wit. And he's coming to wear you out too. Okay? We know that. The Antichrist and everybody's coming to wear the saints out. But guess what? They can't wear you out when you're fully assured of the gospel. They can't wear you out when you understand the hope of glory, the foundations that you could check out on YouTube, Christmasters TV. You, they can't wear you out when you have the foundation of your faith so short and locked in through Jesus Christ. And then you're working in his will. You're participating in the work with the gifts that he gave you, bringing the body of Christ together. Can't wear you out. The hope is eternal. The Holy Spirit firing you burns greatly and burns forever. Unquenchable. Our God is a consuming fire. And well, as we grow with him and move with him, we become like him. Now you stand up. You stand up to love the person next to you, right? To figure out a way to encourage, to educate, to clothe, to feed, to free. You figure out a way to live righteously, uprightly, with God every day according to his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in obedience to his laws, statutes, and precepts. And then furthermore, for those of you who really answer the call, who really feel like, hey, I'm going to put it out there for Christ, you step into this ring against the corrupted ones, the workers of iniquity, the ministers of Satan, and you battle this corruption for the sheep's sake, for the Christ's sake of his kingdom. And you stand on that front line and you go to war with your savior against the corruption. You stand in that front line. You make sure that you hold that door open for as many sheep that can come through the door. And Jesus Christ is the door. But you don't allow any wolf to creep in and say anything and do anything. And that's what we're standing for up here in Christ Masters Unchained. We're not letting the wolves win. The victory is ours. But we got to fight. You got to realize we were put into a battle. Christ came into a battle. He was the warrior. He came into the battle to establish a government. And in that government, we shall call him wonderful counselor, prince of peace, everlasting God. We're in a battle, people. And right now, I'm standing as your brother. As a call to equip more warriors to come out into this battle. Nothing more, nothing less. The corruption can be gone through the power of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto those that believe. It's the power of salvation unto those that believe. Romans 1.16, come on. But what is it about? Establishing righteousness in your heart. Freeing you from the bondage of corruption that you may live in the precious liberty of the sons of God through Jesus Christ. Listen up, listen up, listen. Listen up, listen up, listen. Listen up, listen up, listen. Listen up.